This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Uh, thank you, as always, for making this a part of your morning routines. Hope you're doing good and well and having a good start to your weekend. Uh, it is the day today. The Big Sam Day is what it is today, as Arsenal will hope and pray that Leeds United, somehow under the guidance and tutelage and mastery, of Sam Allardyce can get something from the Etihad Stadium. Now, I'm going to tell you now, don't get your hopes up. That's <laughs> what I'm going to say. Do not go into that game. I'd recommend not even watching it. I mean, those in the UK can't because it's a 3 p.m. kickoff, but I'd recommend not even watching it. Don't bother. Don't do it to yourself because goodness me. Yeah. No point getting one's hopes up for Sam Allardyce to pull off a mastery. I will happily hold my hands up tomorrow morning if indeed I need to. And I'm hoping I'm going to have to, but I'm expecting absolutely nothing. So there you go. Anyway, good morning to those joining us in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Temi, Olu, NSW, Arasilki, Stevie, uh, Marcus, Paul, Matt G. Uh, good morning to Morgie. Good morning to Marcus. We've got Alex, Jose, uh, Ishmael. We've got Stephen. Uh, uh, Alex as well and so many more too thank you so much as always for tuning in and uh, yeah let's crack on with today's show we kick off as always by telling you to go and watch catch up and make sure that you have tuned in to our preview show we recorded yesterday evening I was joined by Mike Garrett and Dan to talk about Newcastle against Arsenal on Sunday Last night, we did lineups, T news, all of that lovely stuff. Discussed a lot about Newcastle and what we're thinking and feeling ahead of the game. So, if you haven't already, go and watch it. It will be worth your time after you've completed today's show, of course. Now, Frida Marnham, of course, was the woman to step up to score an amazing goal. Another 
I don't know if you count it as top corner because it kind of dips at the end, but it's an amazing strike as Arsenal won one nil against Leicester. It keeps Arsenal's WSL hopes alive. Uh, Arsenal continue, of course, to try and claw their way back into the WSL title race. That defeat to Manchester United has made things very tricky indeed. I really don't want to see Man United getting their WSL title. It's like... um, I don't have any kind of ill feeling necessarily towards the women's side of Manchester United, but it's like I, I don't really want to see them pick up the, the the league. I just feel as though I'd rather a Chelsea or a Man City do it because Chelsea in particular, I like the Man City of the world of, of women's football in a way because it's just so regular that they win the league that it kind of means nothing to me at this stage. Um, but Man United are a force, of course, after investing recently in the women's game that have really come to the fore in the last few years and uh, are now challenging. So I don't really want to see Man United win it, but uh, hopefully Arsenal can do the job themselves. But if you're going to have to rely on someone else, hopefully it's just not them uh, to win the league this time around. Meanwhile, unfortunately, on the other side of the spectrum, uh, our under-18s um, really, unfortunately, did uh, get battered by Southampton 5-1 in the under-18s PL uh, and Jack Wilshere will have to pick the guys up. I think it's ever since that Youth Cup final, and I know there's a lot of players that played that Cup final that would normally be playing for the under-21s. Um, I think that that's kind of damaged the momentum somewhat. And when we got absolutely battered by um, West Ham, it was in the FA Youth Cup final. That's really, unfortunately, uh, hit things hard there. Jack's done a brilliant job. I mean, getting them all the way to an FA Youth Cup final in his first season, an amazing achievement. But, you know, league-wise, we do need to improve. We do need to get better. It's a very difficult job, the under-18s, because you're constantly losing players to the under-21 squad or players going out on loan sometimes. But, yeah, it's a difficult job. But uh, we need to see some improvement. Hopefully, that will come next season and hopefully they stay in the... Uh, division that they're in as well. Uh, now, Mikel Arteta conducted his press conference yesterday. Uh, he was talking to the media ahead of the game against Newcastle. Uh, he wasn't in. I say he wasn't in his typically happy mood. I don't think I've ever seen Arteta in a really, really happy mood other than after a victory for a pre-match presser. They do tend to kind of go the same cold ways. Um, there were some a few moments where he was uh, smiling and chuckling to a couple of questions, but it was. It weren't great. <laughs> Let's just say that it weren't the best press conference to be covering. Um, he was asked uh, about a number of topics. First of all, we need to discuss a really key one, which is the availability of both Saliba and Gabriel. Uh, on Gabriel, he said we'll have to see tomorrow, as in today, how he is. Uh, but he could not finish the game against Chelsea, so that's obviously a big sign for us, and we'll have to see how he is tomorrow. Now, my understanding is that yesterday was a recovery day. Um, Sorry, Wednesday was a recovery. Uh, no, Thursday was a recovery day. And uh, Wednesday, I think they just had it kind of uh, off or it was the other way around. One of the two. Uh, today should be, or rather yesterday. Wow, I'm really messing up my days. We played Tuesday, recovered Wednesday, day off Thursday, back Friday yesterday. There we go. Goodness me. And, uh, <laughs> and so hopefully he... Uh, 
is okay to travel to Newcastle, but they've not really had too much time to to train or do much because the game was on Tuesday. So um, they have to do a late fitness test on him and see how he is. And now William Saliba, uh, they said, oh, Arteta said, there's not a lot of progress. He's feeling better every single day, but he's still not been able to have any activity around the first team. So we don't expect him to be with us. And on whether he was asked, he was asked about whether or not they can then rule him out for the rest of the season. And we said, we're not there yet today because we are always hopeful and players are always pushing to play. But if that is the case, then we will announce that. Hopefully, that will not be the case. Uh, I have a sneaky suspicion that it's going to be, unfortunately. I have a sneaky feeling that Saliba may miss the rest of the season, which sucks because obviously he's been such a huge part um, of of the squad this season and what we've achieved. But it is what it is. Um, And Arsenal will have to deal with that. Sticking with Saliba, though, there is some... Really good, positive news, actually. Uh, Simon Collins of the Evening Standard asked Arteta about the contract situation. And uh, whilst he said there wasn't an update regarding his contract, he did say we want to keep our best talent, especially players that deserve some recognition. I think he has been incredible since he came back from his loan period and we want to reward him, that is for sure. We will find the right moment to do that. Obviously, Edu and the board are on top of every negotiation regarding new contracts. And now we are doing everything we possibly can to do that in the right moment and the right time. The communication, the relationship is super. It is about timing, I think, nothing else. Um, So, yeah, uh, the club seem relatively confident. I think that's the best response we've got from Arteta regarding Saliba's contract in some time. There's been confidence around the club that he would indeed sign a new deal. You may have seen on social media yesterday images surfacing that Saliba's kind of investing in his London uh, house at the moment. I think installing a gym in his London home, which kind of gives you an indication of where he sees his immediate future, which is a positive thing. Um, So, yes, hopefully a brand new contract will indeed be secured by William Saliba and uh, and he'll move um, forwards with Arsenal uh, into the future. So that's a really good sign, I think, regarding the players' contract. Now, our headline story is a transfer-related one and that Ben Jacobs of CBS Sports yesterday speaking on both Rice and Caicedo talked specifically about the idea that Arsenal could, you know, pick up both and that it's not impossible that both players could end up at Arsenal next season. Uh, the reporter said Arsenal could still come back in for Moises Caicedo even if the priority is Declan Rice and they could go from Romeo Lavia as well. They won't get all three but it could indicate that they might be looking for two in the centre of the park when these targets are concrete. They're looking at such a high volume of players because not all these deals are easy, particularly the ones involving Brighton. Roberto De Zerbi will not want a mass exodus and Brighton will only sell on their terms. If McAllister goes early on, it's not to say that Caicedo won't get sold, but it could become more of a saga. I think that Arsenal will look to plan and do their business early, he told give me sport. So there you go. Um, some interesting comments from Ben Jacobs, who of course you've seen on the channel before, um, discussing uh, everything to do with Caicedo and Rice. And this is what I would like. I would like Arsenal to invest the majority of their budget for the summer in both of these players. I think it's a significant investment that Arsenal could make. I think in terms of a forward player, we can bring back and reintroduce following Balogun into the squad, give him opportunities to play. And then in the defensive line, I think there's still scope to invest in the right back area and in the right-sided centre-back area as well. So, yeah, fingers crossed Arsenal can get the deal done. Okay, let's go to part two and your questions right after this. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You can also pick up some of our TGT merchandise as well uh, by going to any of the shop pages on the on the YouTube channel, the website, links in the description. Get yourself some TGT headwear, help some amazing causes. All of it is non-profit. Arsenal Foundation, Cancer Millen Support, our local embroidery company that we are supporting as well in collaboration with in making these hats. So get involved and get yourself some fantastic sporting headwear that matches, of course, the uh, kits. I'm going to be looking forward to doing, I suppose we're going to have to put a green one together for the kit for next season. I'm looking forward to that. I want to kind of maybe look into doing some lightning bolt stuff. I think that might be quite cool. Uh, If you've got any ideas that you think we should go for, let us know. I'm just going to close this blind because I feel like the light is not the best in here. There we go. Much better. You can see my ugly mug. Uh, Far easier now. Right, let's jump into the chat and see what you guys are saying question-wise. Lynn says, Saliba has also been spoken about how much he has been missed by the media and fans, etc. And that may be having an important nudge towards Saliba staying at Arsenal because he is not just a player for a... Something I maybe limb run out of characters, <laughs> um, but I think you know we've been missing him significantly, Lim. We all know that the amount of the amount of games that we are, I know that we would have benefited the Anfield, Man City, you know, the Newcastle on Sunday, we would have really benefited from having Saliba in the group. And it's not necessarily as much of a slight on the players that have come in. He is just that good. And even if we invest thirty to forty million pounds in a centre back in the summer to come in and provide competition, it's going to be difficult to find somebody that can be as good as Saliba has been for us. But it is a target and a challenge that we need to try and achieve between now and the end of the summer transfer window. Uh, Yomi says, "Would you take Big Sam at Arsenal? He's just as good as Pep and Klopp and Arteta with bags of experience." Oh, yeah, I mean, who wouldn't take Big Sam? I mean, he talks the talk. Surely he can walk the walk as well. At least we're going to see if he can a little bit later on this afternoon. Uh, Odin's Raven says, hey, Tom, where's Tommy Asu? I thought that we have White in the middle, Tommy on the right, and Kivior on the right as well. Uh, Tommy's well injured, mate. Like, he's out for the season, I'm afraid. You're not going to see Tommy Asu back uh, until the start of next season, maybe even after the start of next season. Arteta kind of hinted the other day that he might be out for as much as six months from the point of that injury, which could cost him the start of the season as well. Um Let's go to Balaji. says Barcelona will try to sell Frank Kessier, Eric Garcia, Ferran Torres, Marcus Alonso and Rafinha to fund a deal for Messi. 
apparently, according to Mundo Deportivo. Who would you take among the above for Arsenal? Um, I would take Rafinha, um, depending on the price tag. I think a great competition for Saka. Uh, I think that Ferran Torres is also a good player that I like and think would support our forward line. But I think there are better options for us out there to go and get. Uh, from Kessier, really good midfielder, showed that AC Milan and uh, Atalanta previously before that as well. But uh, Barcelona has not gone as well, but maybe he could rekindle some of that amazing form we saw in Serie A at Arsenal. Um, so uh, certainly an interesting player to consider going in for. Uh, let's go to Oli says, morning, Tom. Could you ask Arteta if he does a number two at halftime? <laughs> If I think it's affecting the tilt of the pitch in the second half. Ollie, of all the questions we've been asked, I never thought I'd be asked about Arteta's toilet routine. But, you know, we've reached new heights this morning and uh, or new lows, probably. Uh, new lows, I think, is is the way forwards with that question. <laughs> Ollie says, hey, Tom, if you had a choice between Gehi and Webster, who would you prefer? Gehi. Of course. Uh, Marcus says, uh, can you put into comparison the women's achievement with so many ACLs to players uh, of top four kind of top starters being out for Arsenal? Yeah, of course. You know, losing... What is so frustrating on the women's side of things is when we've lost the four key players that we have. And like... It's every time I talk about this, I end up speaking about this. I end up pausing and just getting irritated and frustrated at the misfortune that both the men's and the women's teams have both suffered with injuries. Like it's like Arsenal losing Saka, Jesus, um, Saliba, and Partey, like all at once. Like as soon as Leah Williamson went down, unfortunately, even though the girls put up an amazing, amazing battle against Wolfsburg, I felt like that moment was was the key one and I felt like we could have defended far better with Leah in the team um but yeah it's it's like losing four of our best best players that's that's what um Jonas Eideval is having to deal with you know at the moment um let's go to uh Matt G says Liverpool are reportedly close to signing McAllister do you think Brighton will let both him and Caicedo leave in the summer potentially if they get the right money if they get the money they want I think they will. I think they'd be confident that they can replace them because they've shown the ability to find good talent as well at the same time. So, yeah, um, it gets to a stage where you can't say no to certain figures, I think. And uh, it's it'd be interesting to see if both of those players end up moving on in the summer. Um, let's go to Thabang. Uh, Thabang, sorry, says, uh, guys, let's go for Upper Meccano at Bayern or Laporte from City. Vlaovic, Lautaro Martinez, Declan Rice and Caicedo. I mean, Upper Meccano... He's not really covered himself in glory that much recently at, at, at uh, Bayern Munich. He struggled a lot against Man City. I'm not sure he's the right player to go for. He'll be very expensive as well. Uh, the others, though, you know, forwards-wise, Vlaovic, not as keen on as much. Any, I like Lautaro Martinez. Uh, I think he does suit the style of Arsenal. But again, finishing, he's not as clinical as I'd want our striker to be. So I think there are better options out there that Arsenal maybe could go for. Um Lynn says, is there any slight chance, Tom, when Caicedo couldn't get a move in January? Do you think that behind the scenes, Caicedo was given reassurances that by Brighton that they would release him in the summer to Arsenal? 
Potentially. I don't know that for sure, Lim, but there's certainly potential uh, for that to have happened. He signed a brand new contract, didn't he? And of course, they raised his wage. And you'd hope that he would have wanted to get assurances, similar to when Luis Suarez signed that deal at Liverpool after Arsenal were interested, that he got assurances that if Barcelona would come in for him, they would sell him for the certain price tag that was agreed. So maybe. It's it's not beyond the realms of, of possibility that that would have happened. Uh, Rancis says, at which point are Tommy Asu's injury problems unbearable? I love him. But we need players who we can rely on. Yeah, look, I think the knee injury that he suffered here is is really unfortunate. Like, it's not a thing that he's had before. It's not a reoccurrence of a muscular problem. It's a really unfortunate issue um, that, that befell Arsenal at the worst time he slipped. And it happened. And it's just not something I can really link into his other muscular injury issues because it's a, it's a ACL potentially problem. Maybe even a really bad MCL issue, I think, more so. But... I, you can't put a, you can't put that down to like a history of injuries because when your knee ligaments go, as, speaking of someone who's had it themselves, it's nothing to do with what's previously happened. It's a, a movement. It's an unfortunate position your knee's gone into, and it's just snapped or torn the the ligament, which is a really bad situation. So I don't think it's this which says to us, oh, we have to make a decision. And by the way. He will be here next season because that injury will cover across the summer transfer window for as far as I'm aware. So um, no one's going to be looking to buy him and Arsenal certainly won't be able to sell him whilst he's continued to recover from that serious injury. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's a tricky one at the moment. Uh, Reese says, Tom, if we can get for his nade, does that mean that White can become a centre-back again? Look, the thing about White is that he's got the ability to play both positions. White will still, I think, be our first choice right back next season. And Fres Nader coming in will offer competition and variation in options for us for next season, if indeed Arsenal do or are successful in signing him. So I think White can obviously then come in for Saliba if you want to rotate. I think White will be used in both positions next season if Arsenal go and get the right back that we know that they need to be able to go and get. Um, Lin says, have you seen the link between Neymar and Newcastle? I have. I think it's hilarious. I think it would be the most kind of um, nation-backed kind of move you've ever seen. But uh, yeah, let's let's wait and see on that one. But it's one of those that you could see happening, isn't it? Um, Emmanuel says, do you think Arteta is taking Smith-Rowe's integration into the team like he did Martinelli after his long-term injury? Potentially. Um, we always are very quick as Arsenal fans to jump on things and go, oh, well, his future's kind of done. You know, look at what's going on. But you're right, Emmanuel, to bring up the Martinelli situation. Martinelli, there was a time... Arsenal, where Martinelli was thought as a player that was that could move on because he wasn't getting given chances by Arteta. I remember doing shows with Potsy talking about it, and I remember Potsy getting very frustrated with uh, with Arteta for not playing Martinelli. So yeah, there's all the potential in the world that we might see that happen. Um, slightly shorter show this morning. Uh, sorry to wrap up earlier, but I got some stuff going on and. Uh, Penny Wayne, thank you for the super chat. I'm not going to read it out, but I'm going to throw it up on screen for you. But yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, do drop a like on the like Drop a like on the like button. Press of your button, please. That's what I mean. Press the button. <laughs> thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. If you want to know, like Ben says there, if I would start Tierney, go and watch our preview show that we did yesterday. Much appreciate everybody that's tuned in as always. Uh, as I say, drop a like, subscribe if you're new. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. 
all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.